Welcome to the Eclectic Gamers Podcast. Today is Sunday, January 14th. This is episode 53. I am Tony. And I am Dennis. And we're going to be talking to you about the glory that is pinball and the joy and pain that is video games. Yes, but first, what do we always do? Introductions! Yay, it's introduction time! So it's time to get caught up. What's been happening since our uh, last episode, which was in 2017. So this is our first of the new year. It's the first episode of the year. Um, I have been mainly playing games I've already talked about. I've been playing a lot of Breath of the Wild. I've been playing a lot of... um, Cold Waters. No, actually, I haven't been playing Cold Waters. I, I, I've been playing Rule the Waves. Okay. Rule the Waves, which is the spreadsheet Spreadsheets game. on the high seas. My, my spreadsheets on the high seas where I've got to keep my budget balanced and yes. design and build my navy and all that stuff while staying within budget. Mm-hmm. And that's about it on the real gaming level. Um, I've moved on in my listening of audiobooks to the point where I'm like burning through the Dresden Files books. Okay, I'm familiar which with them. Are have been great fun. Uh, the the voice the narration is done by James Marsters. Okay, um, who you might recognize as Spike from Buffy the Vampire yes. Slayer, except for he doesn't use his Spike voice because James Marsters is an American and that whole British punk really? thing. Yeah, yeah that 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 was a affectation. And he, there's a couple characters that you can hear it in it with a couple of his characters, but it's not like the voice he uses standardly. And he does a really good job. He is really, really good with voices. Hmm. Um, in addition to that, I have been, I'm not decided yet. I'm debating. We are 33 days from Planet Comic Con here in Kansas City. I'm thinking about going. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a good, a lot of good people there. Uh, that I, some of whom I would like to see, and I'd kind of like to. I haven't been to a Comic Con in years, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm debating it. We're gonna see. We're gonna see what happens. I think I might actually have the phone that weekend, so it might not work. That's what happened last year, right? And the only other thing is um, a promotion I've been waiting on to work finally came through. I hit my uh, my requirements to get a promotion so as of tomorrow officially it will take place so well congratulations thank you and how have you been doing lately oh fine it's been busy i um we did not i did not get a promotion Uh, i don't think (laughs) anyone got there are no promotions to be had really we're so small uh but they did give us cost of living adjustment which we did not get last year I was a bit surprised because we're budgetarily we're still underwater, um, but we're on a path to basically. Well, it's not really that interesting. So we lost a contract that we kind of relied on probably too much for a really long period of time, and so we're in this process of transitioning to not relying on such subsidization. And so we did have to scale back on some staff and stuff. So my duties have changed. I'm doing a lot more. Uh, repetitive sort of lower tier work now because we have no support staff anymore. They, so you are now secretary, Dennis. I do secretarial functions in part, yes. Uh, but if you if you say it right, you get to pull that whole whole big evil empire th- thing. I mean, your secretary, Dennis. Yes, there you go. It's it's I'm maybe I can master that eventually, but, but so far, no. So we basically with not filling the, the post 
those duties have been split apart across a variety of staff members. I mean, the executive director is opening the mail at this point. So, because we have no one, we have procedures on how mail is processed. So he's doing the mail. Uh, so, wow, you have procedures on how mail yep, is processed. We do. Uh, it's all part of our, our manual and how, because we, we're subject to annual audits, as your employer mm-hmm. is as well. So, we just, there are certain things that need to be adhered to. And so, the mail needs to be processed and needs to be stamped by the data that's worth. I mean, that's the main part. It's not yeah. like, a, I mean, it sounds fancier when you say <laughs> the mail must be processed, but it's really more like the mail must be stamped with a date stamp, not just a postage stamp. But. So you have to actually stamp the date on. We received it on click, click, yep. the 14th, the yep. 15th. Uh, on the actual documentation, not on yeah. the envelope. So so it's just stuff like, you know, so there's a lot of payment stuff. So since I was on vacation during our last record, I came back and like no one knows how to print checks any who are. There's no one left who knows how except me. So yes, they didn't because it, it, right. it's 2018. Yes, and checks are. They a found a checkbook and they wrote hand checks to get. Seriously, yes. I'm amazed they found a checkbook. Oh. No, no, I mean I have a checkbook mm-hmm. and I do write checks. Mm-hmm. I write a single check a month. Me too. As I have for the last five. Seven years, I've written a single check a month, and that is all I do. And mm-hmm. that's just because my landlords don't have a way for me to do it any other way. My right. choice is to either go get a money order or write a check, and it's cheaper to write the check. Yeah, yes. yeah, a good choice, a good choice. So anyway, so that's been that. That's been what's going on at work. Uh, game wise, obviously, there's a lot to talk about, especially in the video game segment this time, because as I said last time, I would use this time to recap all the games. <laughs> the only real changes since then, because in the last week in particular, I have not done much. I have finished Quantum Break and I have started South Park Fractured Butthole. So that's really the only change on that front. Then See, from the from the last episode, yes, I. I, I I just the way I get through those South Park names is I or that one in particular is I just don't think about it. I was just thinking you broke your quantum and now you're fracturing fracturing your butthole. Yep. So I'm all screwed up. It's bad. It's a rough <laughs> it's been a rough it's been a rough new year. And so speaking of rough, I apparently made a couple of mistakes on the last episode. So corrections, as I like to do in the intro. I usually open with them, but I've tried to, you see, hide them deeper within the uh, six minute mark of the show. So what you're saying is we need to get a correction music that we play correction music and then we do corrections? No, I've, I've listened to a couple podcasts that do that and then they try and make words to the correction song and then... 30 minutes later, they still haven't said anything. <laughs> well, that's how you get past it. And you're like, oh, we're out of time. we got to close it up. Thanks, everybody. I mean, I don't know. What If we break the 100,000 listeners an episode mark, we can do that. That's what, I, that's, what we'll, that's what we'll do. We get to their level, we can do that. So, so, so if we get to the this is our job level. Yes. So for those that don't know, we're, we are referencing the Giant Bombcast and Giant Beastcast, uh, which I tried to listen to, and they just frustrated me too much with their weird tangents. But they do have corrections music. Yes. So, and it is catchy. It is very catchy. Um, our corrections are, there are two of them. Uh, the first was when we were doing our recap of the pinball section. Uh, actually, both of the corrections are about that section. The first one is... When I talked about Thunderbirds, I didn't say the right company. The company's name is Homepin, but during that episode, I called it Hankin. They have the right, they have the license to produce Hankin arcades. Hankin was an Australian company. 
back in the day. They did pinball and they did arcade games. So Home Pin has been manufacturing uh, cocktail arcade cabinets, I know, that are Hankin, official Hankin ones. So I got the names mixed up because they both start with H. Because they both start with H, they're both almost the exact same, and they're both referring to the exact same thing. Essentially. But it doesn't say Hankin. Thunderbirds is not a Hankin licensed product. It is just a Home Pin product. So anyway, twelve lashes. Yes, uh, that, yes, they've been yeah. meted out. So there, <laughs> so there was that, and then the other correction is, and this one was a much, in my view, much bigger issue. I totally left off multimorphic. I felt so bad when you told me about this because as soon as you told me, it hit me, and I'm like, oh my god, we did. Well, and we they had, and there was it. really absolutely no excuse because there they had a huge year they did. because they finally shipped product <laughs> they um, had such a huge year and we yeah. were just we, we, just, we interviewed jerry i know in the year that's why I, 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 when you told me that i was just like like my gut dropped out i'm like oh no how did we manage that well th- and this is how uh, this is what happens when i get cute and when i was writing up the outline instead of listing all the manufacturers alphabetically like i normally would i thought Oh, well, no, let me try and put them in like a flow order so we don't just like put in a bad news all in one huge blob. <laughs> and so it's sort of like, okay, we need to put some space between things like uh, Highway and Dutch and Skip B. They weren't all in sequence. I needed to, I felt I needed to, you know, space those out. And so I did not, const- I should have constructed the list alphabetically and then shuffled them. Yeah. But I did not do that. And instead I just relied on my memory, you know, just like, oh yeah, and this one and this one and this one. I mean, we had a non-manufacturer like Deep Root in. <laughs> I know. I know. So, it well, was so bad. So we apologize for that. And we are going to give uh, the P3 system its due in our pinball segment this time. Uh, okay, so beyond that, uh, oh, a little local bit of local news. Apparently, this I could have known this in time for the last episode, but I didn't. Didn't look. Capcade, uh, no, North Kansas City, uh, yeah. closed. They shut down. So they were running a monthly tournament. I only went to the first one uh, because that was worth fake Missouri points, and I don't generally bother playing for Missouri points. If I'm going for Whoppers, I only want Kansas Whoppers. Uh, because I'll never earn enough Missouri ones. And anyway, uh, so that was too bad because they had really good, well-maintained machines. And they were all on 50 cents at that location, all the machines were. So that's uh, that, there's still Tapcade in the area. I was going to say, there's, isn't there a, like a Tapcade downtown, I yes, think? Yes, and it's yeah. open. It has a full, like Tapcade North Kansas City didn't have a kitchen. Or at least they didn't when I went. So you could like get goldfish crackers, but... Uh, there wasn't really a, I don't know if you could, it was easy to deliver food or what, but it was very much a sort of a bar. Um, and I don't so know. So it's kind of like 403 where. Yeah. But I mean, the, they didn't even have hot dogs. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. It just, it didn't, apparently it didn't, it didn't last at least for the time being, but. And yeah. also locally we have a new pinball shop that's opened up locally. That's right. Um, Solid state pinball. Yes, our our very own Nick Nick Greenup, uh, we, who we know from competitive play. Mm-hmm. He uh, and he maintains some of the machines on route at the four hundred three club. So uh, that that's great. So congratulations to Nick. We'll put a link in the show notes yeah. so people can check that. Check I haven't out. had a chance to get up there and check it out. It's up to, it's up near four hundred three, mm-hmm. and I have, didn't even get to the first term of the year this year at four hundred three because I was on call. 
You know what? I've been on call a lot lately. Yeah. I so. didn't get. I didn't get. You know, normally I we would report. You know, yeah. well, how we did at the. You know, briefly we'd say how we did at the four or three club. <laughs> I uh, wasn't last. Well, that was the Chiefs' playoff yeah. game that day, and they made the decision to push back the start time two hours. And no, I'm not starting at seven. So, yeah. Because then I'm not getting back until probably ten. So it's just like even on a Saturday, I just wasn't going to do it. So. Yeah. No, I understand. So, uh, and, okay, so a couple other announcements kind of in our transition element before we move right into the pinball segment. First is uh, t-shirts. We're getting more t-shirts. They're going to be orange t-shirts this time with uh, lime green lettering. Tony's wife assures us that they look very sharp. Yes, she says they look good. I rely on her for all of my clothing choices where I make somebody pick it up pick them out because otherwise I just look terrible. So if I look bad, it's not my wife's fault. Right. Good. And if I look good, good it is my wife. It, it is my it wife's, is your wife's fault. fault. Yeah. But in a positive way. It's a positive fault. She has stopped me walking out the door to go to functions before with mm. the simple phrase, I'm not letting you go out like that. Go change. I can actually hear those words if I think about it. I can actually hear the tone and everything. I mean, there was, I had, I, I had some friends who came and picked me up so I could go to the, uh, uh, I went to see Gabriel Iglesias, the uh-huh. comedian, and they were in the driveway picking me up and, 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 and my wife was like, no, no, go change <laughs> <laughs> as I was heading for the door. So, so, uh, as we often do, cause we don't sell our shirts, uh, we do give them away though. So we're, we're running a giveaway. We're doing it a little more promotionally oriented than the last giveaway was. So there'll be a link in the show notes. There is a form you can fill out, or you can send us an email if you don't want to fill out the form and the instructions on how to email are, if you click on the link to the form, it'll, it'll tell you it has all the instructions. Uh, but, uh, that will give you a chance to win a shirt. And in addition, you can get some additional entries for, following us on Facebook, following us on Twitter, following us on Instagram, and leaving a review on iTunes, which oh, I do need a note for people about iTunes. It's actually, it's leave a review, not leave a rating. Ratings are when you give stars, one to five stars. Reviews are when you actually write words. And the reason why I, ratings are helpful for the search algorithms as well. And I would love to give shirts for ratings. The problem is I can't pull a list of iTunes user handles on Anything but reviews. So if you left a star and you submitted, go in and actually leave a review. But we'll run that until the following Friday. I think that's the 26th. Uh, The exact deadline is listed in the rules. And so you can get up to five chances to win uh, one shirt per person. So once you're you're done, we'll use random.org and we'll sort through that. I don't know exactly how many we'll give out other than I guarantee it will be at least four. We'll do at least four. I'll commit to that. Uh, and U.S. shipping only. So you have a you have a couple options. You can either be a U.S. resident and ask us to ship it to a U.S. address, or doesn't matter where you are. If you are going to the Texas Pinball Festival, you can let us know that, and we will arrange and I will give it to you at Texas. So anyone Canadians or whatever, if you want one, feel free to do it that way, and yep. we'll just arrange to meet out by the registration table or something and hook you up. So it's not a big deal, but. We like to do it as a thank you for people who tolerate uh, listening to us. And that's something that I, I tend to get shirts and batches anyway, because I like to offer them to all the guest hosts. Uh, it's sort of a thank you for, for actually working around our schedules and recording with us. So it's uh, time yet again to do another order. So that's why we're doing it. Uh, and the final thing is, again, 
technically our one year anniversary will be the next episode. However, we are planning to have our two year. Thank you. Tony's giving me, he's doing the sign language, letting me know <laughs> that I can't count. And that's correct. That's right. I think you did that last episode too. You talked about our upcoming. I did. It's I been did. Two, I, ca- it I, ca- I caught it last time though and corrected myself. Uh, the, the only reason I the, that it comes to mind is that we're coming up on our third, um, our third Texas. Yes, that that's basically how mm-hmm. how it keeps you coming keep track to mind. of them in Texas yeah. terms. Yeah, that's a good way to count it. Uh, so yeah, we'll be starting our third year of podcasting, and so um, you know we actually we go ahead and we just spend a little bit of time giving you guys some analytics uh, for the few that that might possibly care a little bit of the behind the curtain stuff. So. In terms of twenty, just looking at 2017 itself, overall, uh, we did see that our uh, listener base has grown. Uh, it's it went up throughout the year, obviously higher than 2016. Though the growth is less dramatic than it was in 2016, so we went up, but but not but not by the same percentage. Uh, and so the only major change we did with the podcast this year is. And I forget what month or episode we did it in, but we formally dropped the regular recurring tabletop segment and went to just recurring pinball and video games. That's really the only major yeah, change we that had. That was in, I think it was eight, it was either, it was late April, early May, mm-hmm. I think. And it was just because we weren't playing enough board games. I'm almost always busy on the local board game nights, so I don't get to go to them anymore like I used to. And other than our trek once or twice a year to a convention somewhere to play games, we're not doing a lot. I utterly failed at my plan to try and put together a an ongoing pen and paper mm-hmm. RPG game this l- l- last year. I, I might try again this year. I've got ideas for D&D and Star Wars and Planet Mercenary. I'm just trying to figure out what would work best. Yeah. So anyway, that's uh, that's the shift up uh, in terms of our, our episodes and how they performed. The best episode uh, in 2017 from a listener standpoint was number 34. That's the one where we had Bowen Karens, the uh, Papa Pinberg organizer, famous tutorial maker, uh, mathematician <laughs> to the to every game show under the sun. Uh, his guest hosting episode was our best performing episode out of the out of all of them this year. Uh, followed by uh, the, to me, infamous Spreadsheets in Space, episode 30. That was our second best performance. That one doesn't surprise me because I kept seeing it popping up in, in the historic analytics that people just keep going and listening to that one for some reason. It's because that game is so awesome. I guess a lot of Excel fans are out there and just listening to it for inspiration. <clears throat> Uh, and our third best performing one, which adds the extra st- staying to the slide on Multimorphic, was the one where we interviewed Jerry. So, so that's yeah. also the one where uh, you spent a lot of the video game segment talking about near automata. Yeah, that was so on the because some of the audience may have been that may have come for the uh, for the near talk. But near was a good game. Yep. And our worst episodes, because of course we had to have some worst episodes, other than incidentally the year end review. Uh, had, there were no analytics on it because we released it on the 31st, even though some people did download it that day. Uh, the worst one was episode 28. That was the pre-Texas Pinball Festival episode where we talked about uh, what we were expecting. And also it was one where we spent a lot of time on Battletech and Overwatch PTR changes, <laughs> which if you listen to Don, formerly of the Link Cable Podcast and the Pinball Podcast... 
talking about Overwatch is a killer. Yeah, so, we, we, so, we, there's a reason we've dialed our we've Overwatch. We've scaled it back. We've scaled back, it back. We know so. we're not an Overwatch-centric uh, pod. Well, we're not supposed to be. So, And I, I don't think my next big run into Battletech is going to happen until the game actually releases at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, though I might do some video stuff. That I've been looking at doing some video stuff for that and a couple other games, but that's not going to talk about it a whole lot. And uh, second worst episode was uh, number 48. That's one. That's the one actually where we wrapped up the System 11 tournament. Uh, there wasn't really any highlight stuff there. Uh, we talked about Bomber Crew, Wardor, uh, Endless Space 2 was that episode. We also gave a small update on the street level stuff. Uh, that was not the main one where we dove, did a deep dive on it. And the third lowest performing was episode 26. So that one had the tabletop section where you talked about an app for tabletop analytics, and we briefly mentioned the uh, the the pinball tabletop pinball showdown. I think was the name of it. I think that was one of our very last one yeah. tabletop sections. Yeah, and that one was it was a real early episode too because we we talked about Aerosmith and Batman sixty six on the pinball side. So those were the worst episodes <laughs> according to you all. Um, let's see, top listening countries in order: uh, USA. Followed by Australia, followed by Sweden, followed by Canada, and Germany wraps up the top five. And uh, the top five website sources for listeners were Facebook, followed by our website, followed by Google searching, followed by our thread on Pinside page one, followed by our thread on Pinside page two. (laughs) So now the analytics that SoundCloud puts together on that, incidentally, it's very frustrating. So it just really depends on how a site's organized. So for example, Tilt Forms shows up a lot, but each post shows its own link in the SoundCloud stuff, whereas it's by page on Pinside, it's by post on Tilt. So it's you'd have to sit there and add it all up manually, but but Tilt Forms gave us a lot of listeners and Fun with Bonus, which is Steve Bowden's site, yeah. gave us a number of listeners outside of the top five as well. So we do know that the pinball listeners butter our bread, so to speak, which is why we tend to spend a lot of time on the subject. But that's all I was going to go over on analytics because I don't think anything else is really very interesting about it to those not actually putting it together. <laughs> so. Let's go ahead and transition into pinball, and let's talk about what we should have talked about last time, and that is the year-end review for Multimorphic and their P3 platform. Uh, As we noted in our correction, the big news was they shipped games this last year. Uh, I'm not sure how many they've shipped. I think they did a batch of 25, and we're working on another batch of 25. I'm not sure if they've gone past 50 or not. Yeah. Uh, they had a big presence at Texas Pinball Festival where they unveiled some new uh, mini, mini, mini games, games and... that were kind of going along with the modules that they already had developed. Lexi Lightspeed's kind of the one traditional showcase game. And then there's, they, you know, they had Cannon Lagoon, and then they've added a few others like tutorial style, the head to head play one, head to head across the, across the world with the internet. Yeah. Uh, so they, they, you know, they had a lot of, a lot of features there. Um, I guess, Tony, what, what are your thoughts on P3? Maybe not so... I mean, obviously, them launching, I would say, means 2017 was their best year. I would say so, yeah. But what, what do you think is in store for them this year in 2018? Um, I'm going to assume that they're just going... The, that besides continuing production and getting more out there, like I said, I don't know what kind of orders they've had, they've had and how many ones they've gotten out. Um, 
I wouldn't be surprised to see another big game and maybe some more mini games appear uh, for their systems at like Texas. Um, and I hope they keep doing well. I mean, they've had a, I've liked their product every time I've done it. I, I, I've played with it. Um, I think the whole point of it actually catching on is going to be once they get enough tables and enough uh, stuff out there to make it, to really increase their sales and turn it into something that everybody's going to want. Right. The, my understanding is it is expected that at Texas this year, they will announce uh cosmic cart racing. I, that might not be the exact name of it or but I think it is. And they, that one's been talked about for a while yeah. as the next Lexi esque full pinball experience with a module sort of, sort of game. So that one's been looked forward to for a long time. Uh, regarding multimorphic, I, I think you've you summarized it very well. Where I think that the it's where their challenge lies is on gaining enough consumers to actually adopt the platform and getting more and more tables built so that people will continue to see this as a really good deal. Yeah, I mean, because the whole idea there's a I mean the technology aside, which I think is it's, amazing. Right. There's nothing else like it in pinball. No one else is trying to occupy this space. So they're in a really good position regarding that when everyone else's innovations is how many color changing RGBs and laptop monitors you can sneak into a back box and play field. I mean, this is on a whole nother level. So that's great. My initial concern with the P3 platform was the $10,000 price tag. As pinball prices, traditional pinball prices have increased, as long as that price doesn't increase, they continue to look better and better yeah. and more competitive. I mean, the idea of it, I get the idea. It's like, well, yeah, you're going to pay more up front because of all this tech, but you're going to be able to put in more tables over time. But you don't have more tables yet that anyone really wants. That's the, and that's where things like Cosmic Cart Racing, it's great that it's coming out. Is it going to be good? Right, and that's because. that's going to be the primary concerns is is how it plays out, and I mean Lexi, Lexi's a fun game, but Lexi's also the game that everybody's been testing and playing the P three with, so it didn't it wasn't it didn't have that special feel, I guess, when the game when when everything launched. Right, there's no hype around there's Lexi. There's no hype around Lexi Cause because everyone's seen it. Right. But separate from that, I think the the challenge, and this is a challenge for any pinball manufacturer, I think. But the challenge that I I feel we saw manifest on Lexi is Lexi's no one's favorite game. No, it's not. It's just not. It's just not an a. It's just not an a list game. So I it's nobody's it. most hated game. I don't. I think. hope not. I think it's 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 a fun game. It does. A, it shows <laughs> off the tech pretty well. But I don't love how it shoots. I don't hate how it shoots. No, but. You know, it's one of those games like if it was on route, would I put money in it? Sure. Would I regret ever having to play in a tournament? No. Do I want to own it? No, I don't. So that's where you you need some. De- I don't care if it's a known designer or not. You just need a, I mean, what if Total Nuclear Annihilation had been on the P3 platform sort of thing? And people have been like, holy crap, that gameplay on that, that I mean, I hadn't thought about that. Just as an example of a game that sort of, to a lot of people, came out of nowhere. But there are people who love. There are people who say it is the game of the year. Me, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that was, was me. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember how I voted anymore on it, but but it was definitely one of the highlights for me in terms of just gameplay itself. It's a really, really good game, and so they need something like that. The challenge that they have, though, is who 
getting more and more modules, even if they're not the greatest, is another way to make it attractive just yeah. because there's a lot of choice. But you have that challenge of who wants to develop for the system if they do they own a system? How many? What's, what's the potential sales? Like if they're getting a share of each module or something, well, they're less than 100 people, then there's less than 100 modules you could ever possibly sell. You don't want to run into the ET situation where you make more ET Atari cartridges than there were Ataris. Yeah. Or so the myth went, at least. I don't know if that was true or not, but, but that's what everyone thinks to this day. So that's where I think their challenge is at this point. But as long as they can keep getting more games out there, that critical mass uh, becomes more and more viable. Yeah. So I think they're in a good position. Uh, the nice thing is, much like HomePin, they don't just rely on this to make money. They do the P-Rock system, which is what Total Nuclear Annihilation uses to power its system. All the homebrew stuff, it's either fast pinball or P-Rock. And most, me not being in the ho- in that part of the hobby, most of what I've seen is P-Rock. Yeah. It seems most people turn to that. So. They've got another income stream, so they can build this out. That's how they were able to last as long as they did, I believe. So they can build this out. They don't have to be in a rush on it. But Yeah, it's not it's not something where this is make or break. If it takes a little bit longer, we'll be okay while it takes mm-hmm. longer. Yeah, I think they'll I right. think they're in a decent position. It's just they, they still have some hurdles that most other you know, it, versus if they were to have been like Homepin and said, Well, let, let's just launch and make a traditional table and it will win or lose on the strength of its quality yeah. uh, because of the price point would have been more in line with other pinball machines. Whereas this is at the upper echelon SL, not SLE in the stern speak, but we're talking collector's edition price. Yeah, it, it's, it's at, definitely up yeah, there. You're at but 10K, it's, a, it's just, it, it's the modularity lot. and everything else is, it's like an actual modularity as opposed to that little thing that Highway tried oh, to gosh. do with the swappable play field and all that, where that was just, this has actual modularity. Yes. So. Okay. So we, we covered that now. Um, there's not a whole lot of pinball news this week. Uh, there were a few little happenings I thought we should go ahead and touch on for those that rely on us to learn about what is going on in the hobby. Uh, Alien and Highway Pinball, you just mentioned them. They have shipped more limited edition models out. Um, I've seen some posts, mostly from, maybe entirely from Europeans who are getting their LEs, but uh, issues with them? Yes, it seems that there are still setup issues. I know you're... You're telling me there's an issue with, 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 with a Highway game? Again, nothing catastrophic, just weird things that... People just have the weirdest things like, oh, this li- these lights don't work and this came loose and this hole is wearing out. Or so- Some of the news separate from the LE stuff where people were showing and the play field clear <laughs> – it sounds like a stern issue. The play field clear was lifting off of the mach- machines with less than 100 plays, just wow. lifting out. So. So, and people were like, should we put Mylar down? All that, you know, again, it's just, it's just stuff. It's just stuff. Uh, the other thing out of Highway and Alien was they finally officially released a major code update. Uh, the reviews so far, what limited ones I've seen have been very positive of the code update. I've always heard very good things about the Alien code. And that's what stood out to me when I played it at Texas last year was I thought it had some clever coding. The... Issue, though, is people had to download it from the website. You put it on a USB stick and you put it in. For those that got it to work, it went really fast. Lots of people said that, I mean, 
They're taking pictures of Linux boot screens, not finding the th- device. There's a lot of IT people who are into, into Pinball. Yeah. And a number of them are on Pinsight. As near as I could tell by the time we went to air, the issue seemed to be how they named the file on their site confuses some operating systems. And so it's like automatically getting decompressed and it needed to stay in its compression file, but they didn't name it in a way that it would always stay that way. And then the file inside the container file was the same name as the file of the container. It's just a different extension. So people would get mixed up as to which file they were working with. And so people are like, you need to use the 10 megabyte version, not the 16 megabyte version. Well, mine only always says the 16 megabyte version. Like, and then others, it sounded like it wasn't downloading right. and You'd get a corrupted download, which I've been to a few scrub websites where that happens. Uh, VP forums actually for virtual pinball tables would sometimes do that. In this day and age, I mean, come on. You shouldn't have an issue with a corrupt download. Come on, man. This is 2018. (laughs) Yeah, come on. That download should have taken four seconds. So, yeah, exactly. So, it's just like, so, I mean, that or alien owners as a collective have the worst USB sticks ever. And then you go to Micro Center and buy some more USB flash drives. Maybe. Just everyone had bad USB drives that weren't FAT32 formatted. I don't know. It was weird. It's just it was such a weird issue. They could have like an anti-technology aura and they just make stuff fail. Yeah. Are the people with the USB problems people who also have an inordinate amount of trouble with both their computers and their pinball machines? Who knows? I didn't do enough research on it. <laughs> I I it was so it was so reported by so many people. It's not the USB sticks. It's not. It's not. It's highway. It's highway or and how they stored the file and and maybe it relates to how most of the browsers interact with the file once you download it because of its compression format. But anyway, so that's that's all the news on Alien. Um, Stern Pinball is at CES, uh, Consumer Electronics Show, or uh, I guess it's done now. But I would kind of like to go to CES yeah, someday. Yeah, it's interesting. They show I hear they a lost lot of tech. power this year for a while. Mm, I did not hear about that. And there was also they also had some other issues. I know. Samsung, I think it was Samsung. Gosh, I wish I'd remembered the article. I think it was Samsung. Um, had a robot. Mm. Yeah, it it utterly failed. I mean, it was like crash and burn, worst thing of the show type thing. Wow! Like I have to read up on that. Like like not understanding commands that the guy was giving it like four and five times, standing right next to it. So <laughs> that's too bad, especially in a world of echo dots and everything. Yeah. Um. Anyway, the the news out of that, I, I mean, they just they they had some of their traditional pinball machines there, and what articles I saw that mentioned it, those go over really well. Tech people love pinball. Oh yeah, and they also were showcasing some of that Stern Pinball Arcade VR stuff, which I I've already heard pretty positive things about the VR experience. Mm-hmm. I'm not buying VR stuff because it's way too expensive and gimmicky. But yet, yet there's nothing yet. there's nothing that that makes me want. There's no do killer it. app. There's yeah, there's nothing huge yet, but I I have interest, but mm-hmm. we're not there yet. I don't think we're there yet. I think I, I have seen where people have done and built their own custom uh, rigs, mm-hmm. so they'll they can set it on a table, and it's got the buttons and a plunger on it, so they can do that. Yep. in the VR. Yeah, no, and that's it, cool. Yeah, that that's that's kind of awesome. Yeah, I'd like to be able to just like download it, put it on my cab, and hook it up and actually stand up. Yeah. Now, if you could do oh, if you already had a virtual pin and it was something that you could rig your VR to it. Well, let's go ahead and let's cover the second round of our shame tournament. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We've had some interesting results. Maybe. It's all shameful, so maybe it's not. I wish I had a bell right now. I know you you do, but 
You're you're here at my house and there are no bells here. <laughs> so let's go over the round one results real quick. And then let's talk about the round two matchups. Uh, for round one, Game Show did beat Hardbody with 87% of the vote. That's the widest margin of victory out of any of them, by the way. That's a pretty good sized margin. It is. And not a surprise from everything I've heard about the game. Sure. As I recall last year, or last year, well, yeah, no, no that's it was right. Last year. Technically, right. it was last you're, year. You're I right. haven't played either of these games, so I skipped this specific voting on right, this specific right. one. Yeah, no. A game show I think is fun. Uh, WWE beat Rescue 911 with 61.5% of the vote. I, I've played Rescue 911 virtually, and I've played WWE really, 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 really and uh, I don't agree with this, but. Well, I've not played 911, I don't think. I might have. It was a season five game in Pinball Arcade, by the way. I uh, might have. I don't know. I I, I don't remember. Uh, Genie beat Time Fantasy with 56% of the vote. Actually, uh, Nick, uh, with uh, the Solid State Pinball Supply, he contacted me about Time Fantasy saying, I, I guess he has one. Really? Yeah, I, I think so, because he's like, or at least he felt I should play it. He was yeah. familiar with it. And I was like, I voted Genie too late. But, but he's, <laughs> he says it's fun. So it's now it's got to join the list of games I had not before heard of, but now must or try. Or on your list of must plays. N- 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 yep, it's games time to try. start game hunting. Sure. I guess so. I, always watching for projects. I thought we'd have seen more sale games now that Christmas is over of people who bought too much Christmas stuff and need to unload. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not seeing much yet, but maybe the cry card bills haven't come. I've seen a couple games for sale since the turn of the Oh, yeah, I've, I've seen that, that, well. that made me wish I had a stack of cash sitting in a mm-hmm. wallet somewhere. Yeah. But uh, Genesis beat Roller Coaster Tycoon with 56.5%. What a so, surprise. So, yeah, I'm not either. Sorry, Don. I know Don, uh, <laughs> back when he guest hosted the first time, mentioned Roller Coaster Tycoon was a kind of lesser known game he really liked. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Genesis is interesting. I, I've, I have played both of these. Again, Genesis only virtually. Uh, Big Buck Hunter, it beat El Toro with 82.6%. I have not played Big Buck or El Toro, so I didn't vote in this. Same. But given El Toro's reputation alone, I am in no way surprised. <laughs> no way surprised. Uh, Dolly Parton did beat Silver Slugger. I'm kind of surprised by that. I'm not, but... Only because, while I have not played Dolly Parton, to my knowledge, I think more people have played Dolly Parton than Silver Slugger. So a lot of people probably don't know Silver Slugger. And, I can see that. And I am curious now to try Dolly Parton. Maybe it is better. I I don't know. I, I do enjoy Silver Slugger. I like the shots. I think they feel good. Uh, and then Sharky Shootout did beat Vegas uh, with 70.8% of the vote. And this doesn't surprise me. Well... Uh, it's it's one of those cases where they actually made fewer Sharkies than they did Ve- than Gottlieb did of Vegas, but it's like no one has any familiarity with any street level pin other than hoops. So so I'm not surprised that Vegas didn't fare as well. I I, I just think people voted for Dolly Parton because of the backlash. Um, I, it wouldn't surprise me, but they're allowed to vote for any reason whatsoever that they want. It's a it's a interesting yes, it's an interesting <laughs> backlash. Uh, so, uh, the round two matchups, it's going to be the Bally game show versus WWE. I know you haven't played game show, right? No, you've played WWE. Are you going to vote on it? You know, I think I will. I'm going to vote against WWE. Okay. I, ha- I have, having played both, I agree that game show is the more enjoyable game. Uh, South Park 
will be, oh, I didn't mention that from round one. Apparently I can't read and I skipped it. Incidentally, South Park did win. Obviously it beat Raven with 53.8%. Uh, I think Raven's the better game. I do too. I think again, it's, I think it comes down to backlash of a reverse backlash situation. Yeah. Where people just think that that back glass is corny because it is. But, yeah, it's terrible. But I think the layout's okay. And South Park's boring to play. But anyway, South Park's going to be up against Genie. These are both really boring games. I don't. It is the shame list. It is. But I wanted people to pick better shame games. I'm disappointed. <laughs> Basically, I'm <laughs> disappointed. to pick shame games that were fun I'm disappointed. and excellent. I don't know which one I'm going to pick here. Genie's uh, whole left half is so boring. Uh, South Park is shoot toilet all day boring. Um, but it's shoot toilet all day with terrible callouts. It, yeah, that's a thing. Uh, yeah, I'll probably go Genie just because it's okay to listen to. Yeah. Um, Genesis is going to be up against uh, the Big Buck Hunter Pro game. Um, I yeah, I really wish I had played Big Buck Hunter so I could say something on it. I, I think Genesis is okay, though, having played it as many times as I have virtually. Uh, so I do lean that way. And then Dolly Parton versus Sharkies. I would go Sharkies. Well, yeah. Sharkies is a great game. I like Sharkies. So, and I don't know Dolly Parton. So that's going to be round two of the matchups. Uh, link in the show notes to go and vote in that round. And the last thing I thought I'd go ahead and, and just stick here in the pinball segment is two of my games are down right now, actually, which is unfortunate, but I'm waiting for parts still. If you just, you have to waiting learn to for be parts. gentle. They're... Well, one of them was probably me being a little too violent. And that was because it was the start of the year. I went to change batteries. I only have two pinball machines that I need to change out the alkaline batteries in Jurassic Park and Superman. Mm -hmm. And I think Jurassic Park, it did not want to let them batteries go. The little, the container module that was installed on it was just holding on too tight. And when I got them out, I think I broke a connection loose because putting in the new batteries, the system no longer remembers the settings every time it thinks that I have put in new batteries or that there are more likely no batteries. There's no batteries. So rather than taking off that board and soldering that, I'm just going to put in an NVRAM chip and be done with it. Yeah. But I didn't have any of that size, so I'm still waiting for those to come. So it's not much of a flaw, but rather than fix that, I might as well just make no more battery on it. I can't do that with Superman. They don't have an NVRAM compatible with those boards yet. Um, But Superman's fine. The other game that's down is... No, Superman's not. I was going to say. It's not related to the batteries, though. All right. Super, Superman, I've chosen to take down because it's always, on occasion, had squirrely scoring. Mm-hmm. There was a kick-out hole in the game. And sometimes, I always noticed when I got it, on occasion, it, the game would get confused. And I thought maybe it was a software thing. Where the ball would go in, and even though it's only let for 5,000, it gives 10,000. And sometimes, when it, but now, it very consistently is like, 10,000 for five, 20,000 for 10, two extra balls when it's an extra ball. And I'm not supposed to get two extra balls. It doesn't remember the, the two. Problem. It doesn't remember the two, but I hear it play through the cycle twice. The connection on the board, I can tell some of those pins are bent. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think in theory, it's not the, I think they're straight enough. I think that there's probably some solder that needs to be reflowed, but I ordered new pins just to re- just change out the whole pin set rather than try and straighten all that crap out so anyway i'm waiting for my pins to come okay because uh, they're coming from china of course on the slow boat. with my nv ram on the slow boat. so yes they're all on yeah. the slow boat. so because i think my early order american why do you hate america i don't know i haven't decided yet and so because <laughs> i like to save money because i'm cheap 
So, so that's going on with that. I had a drop target, another drop target break on Sharky's. This time, the bottom of it broke. And so where the, there's a plate that gets lifted up to reset all those drop targets. So the target would go and fly up and it'd be like three times higher than any <laughs> mortal drop target should ever be. And then it was out of its channel so it wouldn't fall back down. Uh, I, apparently they get very brittle with age. I should have changed them all. When, when I, you did the fly. When I did, replaced, you did, it, did you do it this time? No, 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 because I didn't think about it yet. I'm, and I'm cheap. Uh, <laughs> I've got a bag full of, I have enough to do the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. You, yeah. No. No. Let's you have enough to just, do. It. We're, you, we're I, just gonna. We're just gonna break well, it. All right. Here's the, just, I'm gonna. One at a time. It's gonna break it. There's no reason. No, I don't understand. There's no reason. No, you to do don't it. understand because there are decals on these stupid little things, and I have the padded decals, and I have a second set, but they're like twenty five bucks, which is stupid for decals, but that's how much people charge because they like to rip pinball people off, and. I have to, so I reuse the old ones. And what I have to do is I have to take a freaking laser, laser, a laser. I take a laser wow. and I just blast everything. No, <laughs> yeah. I take a razor blade and I cut it as thin as I can, lose as little bit of the foam as I can, and then move them over. And I have to super glue them. And it's a, I didn't want to wait for all that many and cut that many. I was trying to watch Overwatch League, but we can't talk about Overwatch because Don will get mad. So. It was just, it was a mess and it took an hour just to do the one and take it all out because I have to pull like 30 screws to get that mm-hmm. bank out. But if I have to do it again, they're all going. I'm changing them all. Mm-hmm. So we have to break one more. That's the rule. There are still three old ones, maybe four. Let's see. Widow target is new. The one is new. The two broke. It's new. The seven now broke. It's now new. So I guess three, four, five, six. Okay, four. So I've so done half of them. You've, you've you've done half of them, which means you've taken it all apart that many times when you could have just sat down and well, done it once. the widow target is on a separate control thing, so don't you don't get to count that. Oh, okay. So 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 and instead I, of taking it apart, I've f- taken it off three times. So three times you've yes. taken the whole thing apart. There will only be a fourth, maybe, maybe the last. Who knows? When you look at them from the top, they look good because I cleaned them. <laughs> You can't tell. It's only underneath you can see their yellow, yellowing and the chips. And you'll be like, why didn't he do it? And like, because. Just trust it. Trust it. So, anyway. I think that's it for the pinball segment. <laughs> <sighs> so, okay. So, let's go on in, over into the into video games. Uh, you have a Nintendo Switch. Wasn't there a big Nintendo event? I won't go big. Wasn't there a mini yeah. Nintendo event? Nintendo had, Nintendo had a mini event. There's been rumors uh, floating since late last month that around sometime in the middle of January there would be a Nintendo Direct, which is how Nintendo does their announcements now. Uh, They do their own little direct thing instead of doing like E3. Why do they think they're? Why are they too good for everyone else? Because they're Nintendo. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, Sega had that attitude once too. I'm just saying. Well, yeah, and so to, and that's the same general thing that Sony does now. And Sony's at E3. And, well, Nintendo's at E3 also. No, they never have an official booth at E3. They had a booth last year. They was, never. Their show is never a part. They do the Treehouse special, right? That's Disney their Channel thing. thing. They, they don't. They don't. They don't do the big where they take. But a, Sony does. Sony does. Yeah, that's true. EA didn't last year. Yeah, but EA is not a manufacturer. No, you're tr- that, that's right. I'm of course I'm right. I'm just <laughs> but, telling but, uh, you, Nintendo. Nintendo, like acting we talked weird. last year with E3. Yeah. E3's starting to lose its its Poor importance. E3. Poor E3. But yeah, no, Nintendo does their directs several times a year where they do it uh, all online or in some place and stream online, 
And this is kind of what they call a mini direct. They, it was unannounced. There was rumored, but it was unannounced. They didn't make a big announcement. We're having a direct on this. No, it was just, they kind of just dropped it. And it's not anything big. It's not any, it's not, they're not listing any main games. This isn't talking about uh, the Metroid that everybody, that they know is coming and everyone's expecting to hear more about sometime this year. It's not talking about the, the oft dreamed of major console version of a mainline Pokemon game, which may or may not ever happen. Uh, it's not talking about like an Animal Crossing. This little mini direct was literally nothing but like DLC and ports. Okay. So anything cool? Um, it depends upon what you think is cool. Um, it's includes things like the remastered Dark Souls, which seems to be the biggest thing that was part of it, as far as I can tell, game wise. Hmm. And um, now the remastered Dark Souls is coming out on Xbox and PC. It's coming out on everything. Why? That game's not good. I, I don't know. I've never played any of the Dark Souls I thought games. you owned it. No. Huh. Okay. We should have an episode. I was going to say we should have an episode where I make fun of Dark Souls and how it's so overrated. Overrated game of last generation, Dark Souls easily. Yeah. I've never played any of the Dark Souls games. You might like it. Probably not. I no. hear I hear it's like hard and silly. It's hard because it's broken. That's the part that ah. makes it stink. It's in a lot of ways poorly programmed. And some people love it because there's no difficulty setting. And it makes them feel like big boys that they want it. So I had to go and get every achievement in that game on the Xbox 360 to prove that my dislike of it <laughs> is in no way related to inability to play. I know how to play games. Especially <laughs> poorly programmed piles of junk like that. <laughs> Holy cow. Does it have a fan base? So a lot it of people would be really high. So fan base. it makes sense to remaster it um, because uh, because of its popularity. Yeah. And purportedly from software is not doing any more Dark Souls games. They're, they've had things that look like Dark Souls. They're just not going to call it that. That's yeah, what I think like the doing. one that came out but, on PlayStation last yeah, yeah. year or the year before. Yeah, from software has – is it's strange. They have a relationship where sometimes they do Sony exclusives and then sometimes mm-hmm. they do like this. Dark Souls has always been multi-platform. Yeah, because I know like uh, before Dark Souls was Demon Souls. Yeah, and that's Sony Which was Sony only. exclusive. Yes. And a lot of people were hoping that would be a remaster that appeared instead of – the first Dark Souls game. But sure. But for Nintendo purposes, it's all, they never have been on Nintendo no, before. No, they haven't. It's, this is uh, another game like Skyrim mm-hmm. and this and that that have made appearances on the Switch that are very much uh, m- trying to move a lot of Nintendos away from just being the Mario, Zelda, Kirby games. And, and, I, and I think a lot of it is... Is I, I, it's a good. I think it's a good idea. I do too. And I think the remaster announcement was a good idea. I think that in the case of these other developers, besides that, the numbers. I mean, the numbers on the Switch make it more attractive yes. than the Wii U was. Of course, the Wii had great numbers as well. I think the difference here is that the Switch has enough power to run these games, but not enough power to run what's coming out in 2017, 2018. Mm-hmm. So that's why they're only getting this older stuff, right? But Which, hey, it's stuff. It's stuff. It's stuff. So that's good. Anything else that out uh, of the mini? Mario Tennis Aces is coming out. Apparently, there's a lot of people looking forward to this game from what I've read online. I did like the last Mario Tennis game I played. That was yeah, that was over a decade ago. Yeah. I mean, they're they're popular games. So uh, there's uh, a port of Donkey Kong 
country tropical freeze and Kirby star allies are coming. Uh, so we're looking like Kirby. Yeah, it, it, it's core Disney stuff. They're ports of games that have already been out. Right. That they're just okay. putting on it. It's, okay. It's, it's, well, it's, it's they're, okay. They're getting more content on there. So that's good. Uh, one of the other really big ones that that people have been talking about is once again, a port, it's a port of an old DS game. It's called, uh, the world ends with you. Um, extremely large fan base, very popular DS game. I've never played it. I've heard of it. I've, I've heard of it. it. It was a Square Enix little, uh, uh, like RPG thing. I don't know. It takes place in like Akihabara and it's supposed to be kind of crazy and fun. I, I don't know. I've never, uh, never played it. So okay. we'll find out. I don't know. I may or may not get it. We'll see. Hmm. I'm not going to get it. Okay. Well then, I guess we, I guess we won't find out because um, I'm not. Payday two. Pay well if, if they can get the multiplayer vibrant on the Switch. That's Payday two's claim to fame. Is they have a heist like a heist mode the, multiplayer. It was yeah. in the first Payday as well, I believe. And that's really all I know that that game is known for. Is the it's having a really fun, unique style. It was sort of it was one was of those it, instances where it was well, like PUBG, where it was just it was a multiplayer that no one else had. What wasn't. Wasn't Payday 2 the game where they were like, we'll never do microtransactions. Microtransactions are evil. We love microtransactions. Please give us 75 cents and you can have this special I don't know. thing. It seems everyone has microtransaction now, so I can't. I can't I, I'm starting. pretty certain there was a big to-do because they swore there'd never be microtransactions and then they added microtransactions. I think that was Payday. It might be another game completely and I feel and, and I apologize to Payday for that, but... Okay. Well, their feelings maybe or may not be hurt. We yeah. don't know. Um, I don't know. They're putting out a mini game for Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, there's some DLC for uh, Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle and Pokemon Tournament. A lot of people like the Mario Rabbids game. I have played a little bit of it, and I enjoyed it enough that it is on my uh, wish list. It's on my list because I'll play it because... <laughs> I thought it sounded so dumb when I saw it, but after I actually played it, it's like, hey, this is actually a lot of fun. Mm. So I've seen Pokemon Tournament back on Wii U. I didn't think it looked good, but no, I didn't think it looked good. I thought I mean, it, it looked. I didn't. You know, it's a fighting game, and I didn't think it got enough of what it needed to get to be a top tier fighting. Right. Game. I mean, that's what I thought. I when I first heard about Pokemon Tournament, it's like, oh, cool, that's awesome, a Pokemon fighting game. And then when I actually saw Pokemon Tournament played, I was like, oh, that's. Boring. Yeah, I mean, why, why, why get that rehash when you can get Dragon Ball Fighters? Right, which is not coming to the Switch yet. No, maybe there'll be an announcement someday. Maybe. That would be nice. Yeah. Um, they're also getting uh, what's probably uh, Nintendo's very first fan service game. So Nintendo is definitely decided to embrace an older demographic and a more <laughs> perverted demographic because they're getting a SNK Heroines Tag Team Frenzy. Which is you, the S and K girls, and you fight each other in skimpy clothing. Well, at least they didn't just make it the Dead or Alive beach volleyball, and not even make it a fighting game. That's just true. Be about collecting swimsuits. Yeah, that, that 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 is very true. We might be going or, that or way. Or so, so I've heard. Yeah, about that game. So I've, heard. <laughs> I've never finished it. I've never platinumed that game. But that's supposed to be a hard one to platinum. Because <laughs> I think you have to get all of them. <laughs> I- all the outfits. <laughs> you got to get every single yeah, one. They have to all be your friend. <laughs> I don't, man, I 
I don't think I've got full achievements on any game ever. I know I've got games that I've got a lot of achievements on, but some of the games I have are those games that where some of the achievements are literally impossible to get because servers are closed down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I might have full achievements on some like little games that have like five or ten achievements, but I've got a couple games that have like three hundred achievements, and I've got like a hundred and sixty of them. The last game I full got full achievements on was probably Far Cry Primal. Yeah. Killed enough eagles and lit enough fires and stabbed enough stuff with. You spears. control the the eagle and you are one. You don't kill the eagles. Oh well, there are some eagles you can kill. Mean eagles. There are not very many though, and they're not. I don't think they're worth an achievement. It's been a Far Cry. This, I did there's have to a new Far a Cry coming out, isn't there? There is. There's the one where he you fight the the people the cult. The, Pentecostals. I yeah. was going to say. Yeah, yes, it's the cult one. The one where you you, you go in and fight Scientologists in like Montana or something mm. like that. Snake handler types. Snake so. handler types. Uh, oh. Pente- Pentecostal. Uh, it's, you know, I don't know the Pentecostals do the snake thing. Speaking in tongues is big. Yeah, Pentecostal. I had a great grandma who is Pentecostal. She, I don't recall speaking in tongues to me, but she did yell at me once when I used a knife to cut open a biscuit. <sighs> You monster. I should have just torn the biscuit instead of sawing and leaving crumbs. <gasps> you monster. Yeah. Well. Anyway. I can't even I didn't eat any more biscuits anymore. in front of me. <laughs> it's just how it had to be. That's how you solve the problem. Just take the problem away. There were a couple other games announced. Um, Fee is coming and Celeste is coming and Yiz 8 Lacrimosa of Donna. I, I don't know. No, nothing I care about. Okay. So, well, hopefully, now the interesting thing is from the insanity that is the online internet community and people who track stats for no bloody reason, according to what everything I've read, there has never been Nintendo since they've started doing directs and mini directs have never had a mini direct without having a full scale direct within 20 days. So, that's the new giant charge of. Oh, there's a direct coming within 20 days, and you know Nintendo's fanboys are going kind of nuts with all this Switch stuff lately. Yeah, uh, that's an interesting statistic. I don't know. Um, I, I'm gonna, I'll just go ahead and I, I, I have no thought on whether they'll have one in 20 days or not. I, I, I don't know if that proves much of anything. I how many? How many have they had? I mean, is the sample size very big? I think they normally have a fair number. It's not like they just have one or two a year. I think normally they're hmm. okay. they're, 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 they've been having. And maybe there's maybe a corporate strategy to do yeah. that for whatever reason. I could see them having a full size direct before end of the business fiscal year, which is typically in March, as I recall. Okay. So having one in February or at the beginning of March would not surprise me at all. Especially to give big game announcements for uh, the summer release schedule and this and that. All right. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, I don't have any other video game news. So this would be the part where I guess I just start going over games I've been working on. Or mostly stuff I played that we could have talked about last time. But there was just no way with year end review I I could dedicate much time on it. So I thought I would start with Halo Wars 2. Which, as I had mentioned before, and anyone who's possibly familiar either with it or way back with the original Halo Wars, it's an RTS, real-time strategy game. Uh, the first one was put out by Ensemble Studios, and it was a very interesting cir- circumstance because Microsoft closed Ensemble before Halo Wars shipped. Really? Yeah. Uh, but it it was a pretty well-received game. Obviously not like any mainline or any shooter variant of Halo because RTS fans are very 
small niche. subset. Yeah, that it's is a, a small niche right. group. It's a subset of gamers and console RTS people is not a demographic that has ever really been cultivated. There are RTS games that have been ported over into consoles, usually with very mixed results. But this was uh, the first Halo Wars and this Halo Wars 2 were built with console controls in mind. So there, uh, there's a simplicity to it compared to what you would be used to with all your RTS background. Yeah. Or my background, I mean, I was a, I mean, I PC gamed for a very long time. So, and RTSs were one of my favorites. So, um, total but annihilation, it was, yeah. baby. Well, I was not total, total annihilation. annihilation. I, uh, I played it like twice, but the, so the story sort of continues on for those that aren't really familiar. And I don't want to go too much into Halo mythos, which it's, yeah, I'm not, we, I'm not we don't strong. Have that kind of I'm time. not strong on Halo. I'm not strong on the Halo mythology. I still haven't finished Halo 5. <gasps> It's still sitting. I've started it, but it's weird because you're bouncing back and forth between Master Chief and Locke, and no one likes Locke. They want him dead. And so I... I think uh, the only Halo game I've ever finished was when we co-opt ODST, hmm. which was fun. Yeah. That's a that's one of my favorites, actually, ODST, even though you don't play as a Spartan. Yeah. Uh, but in this, you're the there's a whole plot thing where that ship got isolated. You're You're, you're working from a ship, and you've been dealing with the covenant war but the ship gets isolated away from everyone else and i believe by the end of the first game spoilers you don't have the ability to do any sort of faster than light travel so it's crawling back to earth space generation it's like 30 years out it, it's it's so, okay everybody if we're gonna make yeah. this work we all gotta bang yeah, yeah. No, they, have, they, they, have, they, have, they could do that strategy, but instead and they chose... the new movie, new game. It's weird. Instead of that, being a real-time strategy game, it became one of those visual love-love dating sim novels. It's like Fallout Shelter. It's Halo Shelter. Yeah, yeah it's Halo Shelter. Yeah. <laughs> but instead of electing that path, they chose to use the cryo chambers they had instead. So at this point, it's now, caught, I believe, caught up with the modern Halo era. But you're still you're using all this old tech, yeah, and trying to deal with a an aspect of sort of separate from the covenant. You're dealing with a like a splinter faction that broke away. There are a lot of uh, really cleverly done commercials that were uh, live action when yeah. this game was first announced, involving brutes and like showing brute a brute trying to be a used car salesman and stuff. It was weird, really weird stuff, and that's because the brutes uh, are the main antagonist in the game. So. Uh, story's pretty good. Uh, really nice uh, cutscene stuff. The RTS mechanics are are, are good. Uh, they felt really smooth. I played on the default difficulty. I only had one mission where I failed and had to redo it. And it does checkpointing, so you don't have to totally, totally restart. Uh, a lot of achievements if you want to do things on much harder settings and, and not lose things, do things in set time limits. There are a lot of bonus objectives to really push you. Mm-hmm. If you're one of those RTS people that are like, no, 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 no. I want it hard. They're like, oh, they'll measure you on all sorts of hard. <laughs> but um, but it was a... Anyway, I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I haven't played any multiplayer on it. It was one where I really only wanted it to go through the campaign. I don't... I've never done a lot of RTS online. It's always been local LAN RTS or single player. Every time I've done RTS online where it wasn't like a local LAN RTS, I've apparently come up against one of those guys who has the special stuff because they're doing, you know, like 3,000 clicks a second 
doing mm-hmm. where it doesn't make sense. It doesn't even look like a human's doing stuff because they're, they're, they're barely, their screen's barely even moving. They're just hot keen. So many things that, that, that everything's just happening. It's like, how can you even move that fast? That's what it seems like. The last one I did online was actually a console one um, on 360. It was one of the, it was one of the mech mech themed RTSs. And I did the, this happened to me once in world, uh, not world of Warcraft, Warcraft two. Uh, in a land party, we had someone, and he he basically zerg rushed me with his initial peon, and I had no defenses yet, and he destroyed my whole town because I he like he sucker punched my peon, <laughs> and I had no resources, and he destroyed my town hall with his little peon or something. Yeah. So I went, and I had you had like a starter unit, and and I was the I was a faction where the initial thing that could found the base had an attack laser. I took it over to theirs and I just destroyed everything. He quit out. <laughs> he quit out and I won and I got my achievement and I was done. Because I was like, yeah, I beat you, loser. You thought we were actually going to build. <laughs> I've done that in Total Annihilation sure. a couple of times. Sure. I always got to be ready for that. So, so anyway, that's Halo Wars 2. Was, I'm not, I know there was an Xbox game that was a real-time strategy game that let you do voice commands. And that wasn't Halo Wars, was it? No, you're thinking of uh, Tom Clancy's... Um, it was a Tom Clancy game. And not Ghost Recon. Um, I'll have to think about it. Okay. Think about which one that was. I was. For some reason, I was thinking it was Halo Wars. But the more you were talking about Halo Wars, it's like, I don't think so. No, no. I don't no. think I ever played no. Halo Wars. I think I even... I think I even have a version of it on computer. I think I somebody gifted it to me. Hmm. But I don't know if I've ever played it. I might have played it a little bit. Another game I worked on was Plants vs. Zombies 2. Have you ever played any of the... I played the first one. The Pl- Plants vs. Zombies, the Garden Warfare? Yeah. I played the first yeah. one. And I should clarify, this was Garden Warfare 2, not Plants vs. Zombies 2. I've played Plants vs. Zombies and Plants vs. Zombies 2. Plants vs. Okay. Zombies is better because 2 is kind of... Um, Transaction. Yep, that was the rep. I played Plants vs. Zombies, Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare, and Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare yeah. 2. I played Garden Warfare, the first okay. one, and it was enjoyable. Yeah, this is that. Yeah. They have a story in it now. I played through the camp. You do campaign as, as the plants and a campaign as the zombies. It mostly gets you familiar with the modes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've added a few new characters on both teams, so they're more diverse rosters now. Yeah. And I did put in some online matches. Uh, so I don't really have a lot to say on it. If you're interested in a third person shooter, uh, I don't want to say there's a lot of commands and stuff. So I don't want to call it simplistic, but it's not a cover based shooter. So like gears is. So if you'd like a little more, uh, death matchy style, I mean, they do objective play and all yeah. that. It's just, it's just different. It's, uh, it's not doom run screaming at, at, at everything there is ahead of you and just wail and destroy. And right. It's not, it's not overly fast, but it's not, all, it's not overly defensive either. Yeah. So it's, it paces itself pretty well. I kind of think of it like a call, a third person Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Of course, I haven't played Call of Duties in so long. I'm probably wrong on that comparison, but that's how Call of Duty used to be. I th- I've, I've thought about, I saw a sale on Infinite Warfare. I thought about getting it just for mm. the single player, but it wasn't, the sale wasn't big enough for me. No, no, yeah. <laughs> uh, a third game I had mentioned, and I, think you've played this one south park stick of truth okay well i've beaten it now as well so what what were your thoughts overall on i really enjoyed stick of truth i thought the jokes were good i thought the way it played was good uh 
I don't know if I how much on replay, replayability because I never did go through and replay it. I kept wanting to replay it with a different class, but I never actually did it. But I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun little time waster. Yeah, no, it uh, it it. I did almost all the side quests. There are a couple. I, I did a I couple. Did. I didn't finish. Like I didn't find all the kindergartners. I found all the kindergartners, as I recall, because I. It was one of that was one of those games where I was trying to get a lot of almost everything done. And I think I ended up looking up the kinder because I was like missing one. I'm, yeah, I think but I it, ended with two. It, like I said, it's been several years ago, so I don't remember for sure. But yeah, so anyway, yeah, it was it was fun. I thought the um, the way they did the turn based combat was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I, I some people don't like turn based RPGs. I, I do. I do. I, I, I like do. both. I like both. So I thought they, they, cause they've got the whole, you know, hit the right button at the right time. So it kept you engaged. You had to think while you were doing it. Uh, the, the party compositions mattered. Mm-hmm. I do wish that it had been bigger parties. Yeah. I don't, and they, and they do that in fractured butthole. It's four. It's four instead groups of, of four. Yeah. Instead of being two. Yeah. So. But overall, yeah, and they had the humor. I don't regularly watch South Park, but sometimes I'll go and because they put all their shows online for free, so yeah. you can go to southpark.com that, and and catch anything you want. That's but, that's how I've I haven't watched South Park regularly in I don't know like a decade. Uh, but every once in a while, I've I've done that, or when somebody talks about a specific episode, mm-hmm. that's really big because I that's what I did on the oh the the Sea Shepherd the. The the dolphin and whale episode, uh, making fun of Sea Shepherd and all those guys. Mm. That I went and saw. I went and watched that one because a bunch of people were telling me to on their website and a few others. But, but it stands. I, I feel it stands on its own. Mm. Uh, most of the references are gaming references. Yeah, so there's stuff references to like anime fighter games. Uh, there's a whole thing in Canada which is done up like the old old style eight bit Final Fantasies where you're walking around on the overhead view and everything. <laughs> so. So yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. I looked at the achievement list after I finished and I was like, no. <laughs> All sorts of stuff like be this character while doing this evil thing to this other person sort of stuff. And it's like, you'd have to like do a different playthrough for each one of some of these things. It would be, it'd be grueling. Um, another game I played and finished that I mentioned and it was my, my kind of runner up game to Wolfenstein 2 for my game of the year was Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Mm-hmm. They actually, this week, yesterday, just wrapped up Awesome Games Done Quick, which is the speed running yeah. for charity. They ran Resident Evil 7. I couldn't, st- it was on a, it was on a school, it was on a school night, as I still like to say, it was on a work night. Uh, and they started that one pretty late, so I could only watch part of it. But that one actually got featured as uh, one of the sort of just after primetime runs of someone going through and doing that as fast as possible. How can you speed run? How, how speed runny can it get? I mean, it's not like, I mean, I was, last year I watched the doom speed run where you can run, speed run doom apparently with the right glitches in like, uh, uh, like 20 minutes or less. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <coughs> swallowing my drink wrong. Excuse me. <clears throat> the, the speed run was, uh, Within two hours, I think. I, I I don't recall because I only I only caught the beginning part of it. A lot of it is when you don't know where thing. Like when I was playing through it, and I don't know where things are. Right. Trying to find this key to get through that. So you know, there's this puzzle, and you find this piece of you know the puzzles aren't really puzzles like a puzzle game. It's more like, oh look, this obvious thing is missing. You need to find that obvious thing. So it's a Resident Evil game. Yes. Yeah. It's 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 the hey look there's an obvious spot where there's a large gear that should be here so I should probably go somewhere and find the yes. gear. Yes. So yeah. so there's that and also on on from a speedrunning perspective there are things like there are 
VHS tapes you can find that will let you play through and learn more about what's going on. You don't have to do those. Yeah. They might be helpful to you like the first time through because they'll let you know what's coming up basically. But because they give you different exposure to the house before you have access because, you know, it's much like the first Resident Evil. You're exploring a big, in this case, you're not exploring a big mansion. You just seems like a house upon a house upon a house. It's more like, here's a shack and here's a shack and here's a house. And <laughs> oh, the next thing you know, it's like a, a military base. <laughs> it's massive. Or so it feels. So, um, and as I noted on the last episode, I really like how they went first person. It really helped with some of the, for, with some of the horror of it. Uh, the controls, best, best feeling controls, I, I think yet for any, they've gotten progressively better. Resident Evil, I don't think ever had very good controls. Oh no, Resident Evil's controls were, I, I never finished the original Resident Evil and it was because the controls just mm-hmm. angered me. That's kind of my issue with Code Veronica, which I got a remaster of. I couldn't get through it. I was just getting too frustrated. Cam- yeah. Bad camera angles and, mm-hmm. and all that. I did better when you were just mobile turrets at that point. Yeah. You go forward and now the- plant and shoot. The ones we played co-op, those had much better controls yeah. Yeah. and were more fun. Yeah, I don't ever remember which one that was. We probably did five. Uh, the The issue with those was Resident Evil was at that point, where I call it, that's why my turret references, you're like a little bastion. You always had to stop before you could shoot. You couldn't run and gun. Yeah. Now you can. Might not be smart because you're still trying to hit things in the glowy spots. <laughs> you got to hit the glowy spot. And by the way, we only gave you five rounds. But, um, yeah, yeah. got four glowy spots. And it's just it's just it's really atmospheric and it's got good dialogue and it's not it's well written. So I had a lot of fun with it. Good. I've heard a lot of good things about it. Yeah, it's good. And then Quantum Break, um, which as I noted at the start of the episode, I'd finally finished up. The that's a mix. I think that the gameplay mechanics are are interesting. Uh, interesting in a fun way. You get a lot of time manipulation stuff. It, it it feels very different than most other games I've played. I've played a couple other games like Time Shift where I do have time control in some yeah. regards. And so, you know, it's the sort of mechanics where it'd be like, I don't think this would ever work in multiplayer, but in single player, let, let's go at it and let's have some fun. Yeah, no, there's, there's a lot of games that have fun things like that mm. in single player that you can work out that would never work in. Multiplayer. Yeah, there was one that had an interesting multiplayer mode that had some stuff like that. I can't remember the name of the game, though. It's sort of a Russian-themed, like, I don't know if it's Chernobyl Fallout gave time. Pa- I don't know. It was weird. It was a well, good campaign. Kind of like, I used but. to play this game called DEFCON, mm. which is basically um, war games, just the nuclear launch attack part of war games. And it looked like the, the, the thing from war games, but it had a multiplayer component but it also has a time acceleration component, so you could accelerate time. Okay. And that's what the multiplayer always ended up in, because to accelerate time, everybody had to agree to accelerate time to the same amount, and it would accelerate time to the time wanted for the slow, agreed to by the slowest person. Mm. So if everybody's got said, oh, we want times five acceleration, and one guy's on times one, you will be on times one until yeah. that guy decides he wants to go higher. And there were games I played where I'm pretty certain the guy left it on times one because he figured eventually everyone would quit out and he would win. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's mean. But anyway, uh, so gameplay wise, uh, it was, it was fun. It had a, I thought the story was pretty good as well. The movies between the acts, they had live action movie stuff. Uh, probably would have dropped that. It's just, it was, the concept was okay. It just, it feels pretty low budget. 
even though they got some names. Yeah. Like Littlefinger, of course, is the, yeah. is the big one. They got the you got another guy who I had his name and I don't remember it. I, I always think of him because he plays uh, like the chief of police on the Amazon show Bosch. And so I've seen him in a number of things. They had some good actors. Uh, some of the performances weren't so good. Uh, some of the it, it it's all tied in really well. So the stuff that happens in the movie, you can skip the movies. So you don't have to watch them. But the stuff that happens in the movies is not like rehashed in the game. It well, gets, that's good. You don't you don't re-experience it in game. But, but does hap- it affect? Yes. Okay. So, and you make it basically at the end of every act, generally speaking, you're, you're playing, you're, you play one character, you're the protagonist, but sometimes you take Littlefinger, I'm going to kill on Littlefinger, you take Littlefinger at the interludes and he, because he has time powers as well, that's the, the plot is he invites you, I mean, the basics without any spoilers are, he invites you to help with an experiment because he's having trouble convincing your brother who is a scientist and you are a, who knows what, uh, <laughs> a journalist, I think you're a janitor. I've covered wars, you know? Uh, so he, he, he wants you to help run the experiment and, and help, I guess, convince your brother to that. This is it's ready. Well, you know, it doesn't work right. So you end up getting time powers and little finger ends up getting time powers. However, he was, you were like in a residual effect hit with this time stuff. He was in the machine. So his whole issue is he is, he comes out of it basically. And, or you don't, well, you don't see him come out of it. He, all of a sudden you see an older version of him later, who's been around the whole time while his you know paradox, uh, his younger self has existed. And it's like, you know, he's, I mean, he's the bad guy now. And the issue for him is, he says he says he's gone and he's seen the end of time. So he's trying to save humanity from the end of time and you are trying to stop him because you think that you can change whatever has happened and he thinks anything you've seen cannot be un- you deal you know, so it deals with that whole issue with people think about time and the you know the theories of everything's predicated on the on the path of time you could never time travels pointless beyond viewing things because you can't ever really change anything yeah uh because that's not how time works and other people think oh yeah you can make a difference and then it deals with things like that or things like maybe you can change you can't change the past but anything that hasn't happened yet in the stream can be changed (laughs) right right so it's it's got all that stuff going on so at the end of every act you are as little finger and you because of the things that are happening in the game you have to make between two choices those choices influence the movie those choices also influence the game, including what enemies you may fight, who may be helping you versus who may be hurting you, uh, the community's response, all of that. So so overall, it's a decent game. Uh, I'd rather have an Alan Wake sequel than another Quantum Break sequel. I'm not aware of either game getting a sequel. No. It was made by the Alan Wake You people, can't even so. play Alan Wake anymore. You can't even get a disc. Yeah, if you had a disc, you could play it. Yeah, that's about I it. I might have a disc, if you, but only for 360. Sorry. I don't. I have it on Steam. Yeah. Well, did you have any games you wanted to cover? Um, No. I played spreadsheet games, and I talked about it last time. Oh, okay. I, 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 I'm sure there's not people who want to deep dive into such a massively niche game. If there is, let us know. I can sit down and talk about Rule the Waves for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. But it's... Not something I assume very many people are super interested in. 
Oh, well. Well, next time. Yes. Um, we'll include a link. We have set up a Discord. Just if people want to chat with us. Mm, Discord, yes. There's a few people uh, in it. Uh, us, a couple of our guest hosts have been in it. It's mainly somewhere where we just throw memes and jokes and stuff. Yeah. But we'll include a link in the show notes for it. It's not as clean as podcast, though. So just no, FYI. no. I, I, I am not. In the, I warn you now, in the Discord, my filter is at 50% as opposed to here where my filter's at 95%. Hmm. And as opposed to my real life where I don't have a filter. Yeah. We, we filter. For the, we filter for the MyTunes reviews. <laughs> uh, and, and next episode, uh, assuming it doesn't fall through, uh, we, sh- we do plan to have a guest host on and we will probably have a, most of the episode focused on competitive pinball. So be prepared for that. Of course, we were pretty video game heavy this time because I had a lot of video games to talk about. Yep. So in addition to all those uh, links we mentioned and including to the t-shirt contest, so go ahead and enter if you want a chance to win one. Uh, you can always reach out to us, eclecticgamerspodcast at gmail.com. You can also uh, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash eclecticgamerspodcast. We're also available on Twitter and Instagram, both as eclectic underscore gamers. And uh, well, we'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye.